Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500, hour two, D-Doubt Muska here to my left. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. I would just like to uh, uh, let the listeners in on a quote. Uh, 4.59 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time, August 19th, 2020. Eddie Aragon, quote, I can guarantee a Trump victory come November, close quote. Oh, okay. I'm not worried about that at all. I wrote, I wrote uh, it down. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to hold it to hold you to it, sir. Hold me to whatever you want. I'll, I'll hold you to a lot of things, too, but you don't have to hold it to me because I'm fully confident, just given the way that they're taking things. And uh, as of uh, 4.55, you will vote. 4.55 p.m., you will vote. <laughs> okay. You can shake your head all you want, but you will vote. Will someone drive me to the polling place? Uh, no, you no. can drive yourself. Oh, okay. and you can, You're a big you boy can now. Go, you can go okay. and drive 50 other people to will vote. Will I be too. told which candidates to vote for? Well, or? how can you vote for policy? <laughs> I mean, how can you say that you're not going to vote or not be involved in voting? I think this is, if there's any time a vote would count, it should be this year. And uh, they're trying to blame the president already for the Democrats, for, for, for the impounding doom, the loss that's coming. I mean, this tragedy that is, uh, I told you, the Democrat Party, and I'm back to this. Yes, believe it or not, folks, I'm actually back to this. The point, the Democrat Party will not exist by 2024. Wow. It will not. It cannot. I've said that uh, how many times, Rudy, before you uh, started here uh, early summer, Dow, that was one of the things Mm -hmm. that I was uh, constantly pounding on, just given the impending doom. And you saw that, and then you you saw that they got a little bit of hope with uh, COVID-19. Let's not forget that they know that this is their chance with COVID-19. It's their vice presidential candidate who said it herself, and she got out of the race prior to COVID-19. Take a listen. Well, my, my final points are this. I do believe, and all, we all know, the Chinese character for, for, for conflict and, 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 and chaos on the other side, is it, it, it means opportunity, right? And Say again. Come again. What was that you said, Kamala Harris? And in and, and chaos on the other side, is it, it, it means opportunity, right? And these are and, radical and chaos Marxists. On the other side, is it, it, it means opportunity, right? And I do believe that there are opportunities in this moment. If- do you see that? Do you, see under, do you now understand the opportunity for them is that COVID-19 came, that they're actually thriving off of COVID-19 because they couldn't take credit for the economy. They couldn't take credit for the unemployment rate. They couldn't take credit for the unbelievable in international relations. They couldn't take credit for anything because the Democrats are morally and completely ideologically bankrupt. Understand that. They needed this chaos. Come again, Kamala? I do believe, and all, we all know, the Chinese character for for, for co- conflict and, 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 and chaos on the other side, is it, it, it means opportunity, right? And I do believe that there are opportunities in this moment. In- evil. What that is evil, wishing bad upon... You guys might remember uh, one uh, Bill Maher. I'm not sure if you guys remember him. Uh, economy uh, needs to go down, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for Trump, if it means the economy go, goes down, then we can, if that means Trump's not going to win, that's what we want. I think he said, I'm hoping for a crashing economy. That sounds eerily similar, does it not? Does that not sound eerily similar, uh, Rudy, to what yeah. we, we've seen before? Like, this, yeah. is, this is sickening. People have lost their livelihoods. 40 million people have gone unemployed, and they're literally telling you that this is something that they wanted. 
This is absolutely something that they wanted. If chaos is opportunity, chaos means, well, we can possibly take over. Chaos means we can take back the White House. Chaos means that we're going to win. Like, this is disgusting and absolutely ridiculous behavior. Uh, but they don't mind publicly saying this because they know. Do you want to talk about their dog whistle? They don't need a dog whistle. They're like, well, we're losers at any stretch in any way. And, well, you know what? If it means that we're going to take back the White House and we can somehow rebuild it up and show how bad a man that uh, Donald Trump is, well, then so be it. That's what they want. My favorite example of this is when Paul Krugman said the alien invasion laying waste to humanity could fix our economy because we'd have a good opportunity to have a nice stimulus package. Uh, and then, of course, Paul, uh, Friedman, Thomas Friedman, uh, he wrote that column a number of years ago, China for a day. Just imagine if the American government had the power of China, where we could just be China for a day and structure everything the way we want it. These people are, at their core, really sicko totalitarianisms. These are totalitarianists, and they, you do not want to give these people power, folks. You do not. Let's go to something that Rand Paul said today that is counter to what Kamala Harris is, has said. Rand Paul predicts an absolute catastrophe for the stock market, for the economy, if Democrats win. Because, remember, as Kamala said, chaos provides opportunity. This was Neil Cavuto uh, just a couple of hours ago. Take a listen. to me. Um, well, there is no money is the most important thing. There is no rainy day fund. There's no savings account. You can't go over to the Federal Reserve and open a big Come on, Rand Paul. There is no rainy day fund. There's no savings account. You can't go over to the Federal Reserve and open a big safe door, find a bunch of money, and pass it out. The money will be borrowed or the money will be printed. And both of them have ramifications. We, if we do another trillion, we'll be at about $5 trillion for one year. We have never, ever in the history of the United States borrowed so much so rapidly. So think about that. What was the bailout uh, that happened this year? We had uh, $4 trillion. That is on your future generations, children, children's children. Kamala Harris doesn't have to worry about that because, hey, it's opportunity, and, uh, hey, I don't have children. And I fear the consequences. I don't know how quickly the consequences come, but I fear that the stock market is. And that's what a lot of people are talking about, an overinflated stock market. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Most of the market is made up of just a few stocks that are at all time. I think the market cap today for Apple, first company to ever cross the $2 trillion, $2 trillion uh, marker. You're going to see that, and the stock market is also going to worry about having, you know, all three branches of government in Democrat hands. I foresee a catastrophe for the market. If the Democrats win the election and we keep borrowing money, and then they'll be back in December saying, oh, we need $2 trillion more. So if you give people money and you make it less painful to be in a recession, we can stay in a recession longer. And the recession is created by the government. The government shut the economy. So all of these governors, Democrat and Republican, will not have an incentive to open the economy if you soften the amount of suffering that they've created. What we need to be doing is every day broadcasting that your governors are causing the unemployment. In Kentucky, our governor has caused 700,000 people to be out of work. and he's We could stop right there and say how many people have been caused to be out of work in the state of New Mexico. I mean, that's very easy. So just make all this stuff very relatable here to the state of New Mexico. You might remember that Donald Trump gave each of the 50 governors the opportunity for them to control how they were going to handle COVID-19. Not every single state handled it the same way. 
Rand Paul is sounding the alarm here in not an alarmist way because what he's saying is reasonable, practical, and truthful. Please, please heed his warning here. He's a single sole person to be blamed for it because no one else had any say in it. He's doing it all himself. And until that happens and until there's a political penalty for it, he'll keep doing it. He's there you go. That's exactly what Michelle Lujan Grisham will keep doing it. And remember, the media is propping her up. 4, 7, and 13 all propping her up. The Albuquerque Journal propping her up. Outrageous. Everybody is continuing to prop up Michelle Lujan Grisham. But Donald Trump's getting all the blame for everything, right? Somehow we figured a way on CBS News, on ABC, on NBC News, right? And then the DNC, which has a controlling influence on those media companies, right? Now they've gone to this whole thing, well, we're ahead so far in the polls and we lose because Donald Trump is trying to prevent people from voting because we can't stay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if we just don't go to complete and total computer voting at this point. Just go ahead and just introduce so that every single person has to vote from their computer. They fire in, they get a, a national. We're, we're a step away from that, folks. The ultimate plan. 1984 is here. And then it's just like, you know what, the computer will pick it. You don't even have to show up. Uh, do you have a pulse? How are you going to verify you're alive? Who are you? I mean, really, what is really happening? This is what's happening from the DNC chair. Remember, Donald Trump's getting all the blame. The Democrats are causing all the chaos. Kamala Harris, right? They love their chaos. That's Kamala. Well, my, my final points are this. I do believe, and all, we all know, the Chinese character for, for, for conflict and, 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 and chaos on the other side, is it, it, it means opportunity, right? And I do believe that there are opportunities in this moment. In there you go. That's all you need to understand, okay? So here's the DNC chair. This is all part of that same plan. Remember, they don't care about America. I was uh, sort of taken aback uh, to hear that Joe Biden's family said the Pledge of Allegiance. They said the Pledge of Allegiance. You see that? They played the Star-Spangled Banner. Wow. They did all of these things, and there isn't anything more anti-American than the Democrat Party. Uh, sort of akin to what we say with Catholics all the time who are registered Democrats. Like Gary Tripp, registered Democrat, but oh, yeah. a Catholic. Like, you can't be one or the other. You can't be a Democrat at this point and a patriot, as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned. Here's uh, uh, Mr. Anti-Patriot himself, head of the DNC. Uh, unbelievable, this guy. Tom Pettis. Uh, take a listen. Let me ask you straight up. How does the party plan to protect these rights? Remember, they're talking about voting rights here. Because Donald Trump is going to figure out a way to st uh, steal the election the second time. He didn't steal it the first. <laughs> well, as someone who had the privilege of running the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department during the first term of Barack Obama and Joe Biden, I know a little bit about... That's one hell of a preamble. I mean, if you're head of the Democratic Party already, and if the, the, the branding is already on the front of you in on television... Why do you need the 15-second, uh, let me read off my resume? Uh, voting rights, and we have built the most muscular infrastructure ever for voter protection. So it's a combination of litigation. It's a combination litigation, organizing, using data and technology, making sure people know their rights and exercise their rights. Iwillvote.com. Wherever you are in America, you can go to Iwillvote.com. Make a plan. Vote early if you want if you, have, if you want to vote absentee, get the ballot on day one. We have been filing litigation, not just us, folks in the ecosystem, Vlad, and we've been winning those cases. That Did you hear what he said about the absentee? He's encouraging that. 
This is the problem that the Republicans, just as an aside, not that we're talking about this particular uh, segment, but that's why so many Republicans here in the state of New Mexico are so upset that they got that mailer from the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico, encouraging them to do absentee vote, saying the same exact thing that uh, Tom Perez, who's chair of the DNC, said. That's how we were able to get voters. 90,000 voters were enfranchised this past April in Wisconsin. And we're doing the same thing now to ensure that those voters can vote in November. We're using every tool in the toolbox. We're working with a number of local authorities to add drop boxes because we've lost faith in the Postal Service because of the sabotage of the president. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you can't lever- <laughs> leverage a bigger, you know, more slanderous claim than what Tom Perez of the DNC just said. Very. Donald Trump has not sabotaged the U.S. Postal Service. We depend upon the U.S. Postal Service daily. They're stating as if something already happened, as if the election has already happened. The Democrats, as I told you, I think last year, I said, they're, they're already coming up for reasons why they lost the election in 2020. They didn't even have to get to the actual election to come up with the excuses. Here's their excuse. They're formulating it right before your very eyes, and you're sitting there believing it. And they know that they have to lead you down by the bullnose ring and drag you into this truth, quote-unquote truth, that they have. This is ridiculous. It's preposterous at this point. It really is. Holding a fair election. See, we've lost faith in Donald Trump because he's sabotaged. He's literally in there just sabotaging. I don't know how you sabotage, but he's sabotaging the, like, not, never mind that George Soros' company has the influence on the uh, voting. Uh, same thing here uh, from Major Garrett on CBS News. Uh, more sabotage, and, well, Donald Trump's doing everything he can to sabotage uh, this year's election. They're coming up with their excuses as to why they're going to lose. What would actually happen if a sitting president refused to accept an election defeat? Oh, there he goes. So we're going to make sure that we win. Same old, same old. Oh, man, I love this. I don't want to contemplate that, Elaine. I don't think many Americans want to contemplate that. I'm quite sure Senate Republicans and House Republicans don't want to contemplate it, and I'm fairly certain most people in the Trump White House don't want to contemplate that. They're acting like they won already. What are they going to say when Biden beats Trump? How are we going to get him out of that building? Yeah, how are we going to put our guy in? They're like the uh, London falling? (laughs) It would be in every stretch of the imagination, unprecedented situation. A scenario too grotesque, too ghastly. Grotesque, ghastly. I mean, the load up, the charged emotional language. I mean, let's just get poor, you know, middle IQ people involved in this situation to the point where they've been manipulated over a long period of time. And let's gaslight him into thinking that Donald Trump has already lost the election. And if he won the election, it's because he sabotaged the U.S. Postal Service. Well, and what a way to subtly send the message, this guy is so out of control and crazy, you've got to vote against him uh, on election day to get him out. I mean, you know, God. Too illegal constitutionally to even contemplate. But the president has left it hanging, dangling out there in sort of a perilous rhetorical joust at the way the election is currently being organized, remember, not at the federal level, at the state and local level. States supervise their own elections, and secretaries of state around this country are working overtime to make sure this election, stalked as it is by the pandemic, is conducted safely, accurately, verifiably, and legally. That's their mandate. That's their responsibility. And I've talked to secretaries of state of both parties 
no, across no, you the country. Haven't. No, you haven't. And You're a liar. That rhetoric such as the president expressed earlier this week, that the only way he can lose is if the election is rigged, undermines confidence in the very thing they're trying to achieve. <laughs> Should I repeat that last part? All of those so secretaries of state are so that, impartial. Yeah, they're all <laughs> those Democrat there. They know that the state. only way that Donald Trump can win is if he rigs the election. <laughs> that, that's out of his mouth. He can lose is if the election is rigged, undermines confidence in the very thing they're trying to achieve, which is a set of confidence among their voters, proper information that guides them accurately to the best way, the safest way, and the most verifiable way to vote. That work is going on the ground, and it's happening every hour of every day. And it works independently of this rhetoric that comes from the president. And the country is going to have to soak this in, as it has had to soak yep. in so many. Have it soak, soak in all your BS that's coming in. Why don't you just tell us uh, how you really think, right? That we're, we're, Just go ahead and set everything on fire, why don't you, right? Because that's exactly what you think the president's doing. Things about the president that are unusual or that break norms. This is not just breaking norms or being unusual. It is the highest, most powerful constitutional officer of our government saying, if I don't win, it must be illegitimate. I think the country is listening to that, absorbing that, and I guarantee you, secretaries of state of both parties are, as well our, as well our clerks and those at the county level who are trying to carry out polling places, organize mail-in balloting, recruit poll workers, and do the fundamental, basic civic work required of all Americans to conduct a free, fair, and verifiable election. That work continues, that the president extravagantly and rhetorically pours gasoline on it and then sets it ablaze for his own amusement and possibly for the amusement of some in his political base is a predilection he will have to explain. We have never had a better president in the history of this country than we do right now. I am not indoctrinated. I am an independent, as independent can be. I have nothing to do with the old guard of the Republican Party. Dow, do you know, you see the opportunity in yourself. You knew that back in 2016. I mean, this election back in 2016 was something that was as free and fair as we can possibly say it was. You can't say that there was any manipulation going on other than what the Democrats were doing at the poll at the time because they did not think that they could lose, so they didn't get involved with manipulating the voting machines, the voting lines, any of that stuff. This is gaslighting you. It's interesting that he's putting that out there. I almost feel like we're playing a satanic record, and I should play it backwards, because he's spitting out everything in reverse to gaslight you into thinking the very thing that Trump is doing is actually what they're doing. He's hiding behind it. This is a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party for liberals. Please understand this. Please understand this. Your country is being taken over and propagandized, much in the way that Lenin did it to the Soviet Union back in the early teens of the last century, much in the same way that Adolf Hitler did it. It's what all this stuff is, is they're propagandizing and putting this information out there. It's why you see so much of it, and we have our lone president. It's actually happening in reverse. It's happening in reverse. And you know the sad part about it is all we're hearing is just about how bad Donald Trump is. We don't hear anything whatsoever about Joe Biden. 
When are we going to hear about what's so great about why Joe Biden is going to beat Donald Trump? When I hear some of the messaging, it doesn't surprise me, but I also don't understand why Joe Biden, um, who has been in Washington for 47 years, has so many people from the swamp sort of trying to lift him up and show how he's the outsider, he's the guy that you need to run the White House, he's got the experience. I, I hear the name Donald Trump more than I hear the name Joe Biden at Joe Biden's convention, which tells you all you need to know. That, is all, you, that is all you need to know. Good President, point. hello. There's no leadership there. Good point. Yeah. You have an empty suit, and it's all because they hate. Let's not forget, as we started out this segment, talking about what the whole MO here from Kamala Harris, who's VP, who's next in line, but will be president, right? If Biden is elected, you're actually electing Kamala well, Harris. My, my final points are this. I do believe, and all, we all know, the Chinese character for, for, for co conflict and, 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 and chaos of the other side. Chaos of the other side, is, it, it, it means opportunity, right? And I do believe that there are opportunities in this moment. In this there you go. To understand how the game is played. Remember, we can easily beat them just by exposing COVID-19, hydroxychloroquine. You understand? It's going to be catastrophic for the stock market, for the economy. Should Democrats come into power, they're just going to go ahead and ask for more and more money. Where are we? 550-5500. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead, very quickly. Hello. How are you? Oh, good. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Felipe Taco. What's going on, Felipe? Hey, Go ahead. you know, I've been watching uh, some of these Instagrams, and the only way they're going to be able to beat Trump is to try to steal this election. That's it. There's no way. And my whole family's been red-pilled. I've shown them the videos. Have you seen the flotillas? It's amazing. Oh, yes. yes. I, I don't know what he's talking about. What is that, Felipe? The flotillas in Florida. They're having massive boat rallies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've Flying seen those on... Yeah, I've seen those on uh, Lake Michigan. I've seen those. They had them in the in the bay, I think, uh, near Atlanta. Yeah, I've seen those. Those are amazing. There are thousands and thousands of boats. It's insane. Hey, real quick, uh, I'm driving now on uh, I-25 getting onto I-40, and there is a brutal accident. It just happened. So, I was uh, just going to say, yep. So just uh, give you a heads up on that. But, yeah, Eddie, I don't think they're going to beat him. They're not going to beat him. They're going to try to steal the election and uh, lock and load. There you go. I like that. 550-5500 if you want to text in. Um, let me um, – th this, this is the person who's going to be your president should Joe Biden elect. And you're going to see her tonight on the DNC if you watch. I'm not going to watch. I haven't watched anything. In fact, 48% less of you are watching this year than what, uh, listen, uh, watched in 2016. That was with Hillary Clinton. This is supposed to be a, an all-star cast. They've thrown everybody but the kitchen sink. This is Kamala Harris. This election in November. We're having some uh, trouble loading this stuff. Uh, uh, very quickly, let me read some of your texts. Jason texts in. Uh, Lawrence texts in. He says, uh, Grease Bale Jr. Garrett is a blithering idiot. For real. Um, Saul Linsky rules. Accuse your target of what you are doing. That's absolutely the case. Glad everybody understands this. By the way, Laura Loomer, she won her primary last night. Yeah. Absolutely amazing story. I hope to have her on. Laura Ingram's Mr. Arroyo reported that in his Catholic faith has been refused receiving communion for over 20 years because of his stand on abortion. That was either Monday or Tuesday. That is Biden. Biden has been refused communion. Hmm. I, did, I, didn't know, I did yep. not know that. 
Where did you hear that? Uh, that I heard that a couple of years ago that some of the bishops in Washington would refuse him. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say Delaware. Barrett. That's where he lives, right? Oh, I know, no, it's Washington. <laughs> like Marty Heinrich. Remember, he's taken more than 7,000 trips back and forth. He, he went home at night. Oh, uh, the Amtrak. Yeah, place. he's just a very... Middle-class Joe. Uh, very, very apparent that they plan on losing, and the way they're already making excuses, the Democrats, again, are clueless and really think they could run this country. They can't, and they know that they can't. Uh, how are they going to get Biden out of the basement? Love that. Uh, Donnell texts in. Uh, how did Paris even get a position of being in charge of the DNC? It looks like an unprofessional schmuck. I don't get it, but again, they have Biden as their presidential candidate. Go figure. Uh, Eddie, these are not your grandparents' Democrats. Text your vote in. It's like mailing a, making a vote someone, making a vote for someone on American Idol. And John says, New Mexico hasn't enjoyed the prosperity that Trump brought to New Mexico in decades. But MLG says, Sleepy Joe will be better for New Mexicans. I think so, too, if you like being on welfare. Let's listen to the person who would be a president if Joe Biden is elected. It's going to be about our, literally, our health and whether we live or die. Thank you, guys. And my pronouns are she, her, and hers. She, her, and hers. Mine, too. So I decided I was going to start prosecuting parents for truancy. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. They make really bad decisions. Do you believe that Americans should have the right to vote? I mean, the ir- irony that's uh, absolutely there, we'll take your calls after the break, is uh, is amazing. 531, sorry for the long uh, segment here to start the second hour, but we appreciate uh, your time, attention, and dedication to this radio station on your drive home. We'll have an update on weather and traffic with uh, Rudy Grande here in the Kiva. And as always, your text and calls welcomed at 550-5500, except for the one guy that uh, always calls, which is... He just dumped. You didn't hear him because we just dumped him, and then there you go. That's uh, the beauty the beauty of radio, uh, as they say. So uh, when we return, we've got uh, lots more show. I never did get to that uh, Hollywood story with L.A., right? Uh, Obama, Hawaii, and New York, New York City. I got I to gotta get back to that. I promise. I'll do that next segment. 532, back in four.